Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm Rachel, and I'm so glad you're listening in today. Well, if you're listening in for the first time right now, we are in a series entitled Learning to Pray from Women in the Bible. And episode 13 was the introduction to this current series. I reviewed six women in the Bible and their influence on our prayer lives. In episode 14, we studied Deborah. Deborah's prayer life grabbed our attention with the principle that consistent prayer Yields strength and confidence unlike anything else. And then in episode 15, Hannah was our focus. She taught us that humble prayer from our deepest places of pain can transform our hearts. And then God transforms our circumstances. In episode 16, we learned from Esther that prayer aligns our hearts with God's sovereignty. And this provides the courage to face any outcome. In episode 17, we learned from Mary that believing God will keep his promises actually fuels a stronger prayer life. Now, if you missed the miraculous personal story that I shared in episode 17 of God's promise and provision for our family, then be sure to go back and listen. But in the last episode, 18, we covered the faith story of the Canaanite woman and how her daughter was instantly healed by Jesus because she continued to ask. If you could use some spiritual encouragement on having tenacity in your prayer life, then this woman is your gal. So be sure to go back and listen to episode 18. Wow, we have taken quite a prayer journey and here we are at episode 19. This is part 7 of learning to pray from women in the Bible. Today our focus is on Hannah. Hannah's story can be found in Luke 2, verses 36 through 38. And all we know about Anna, this is Anna with an A, all we know about her is found in three verses. But I want to read the scripture to you, even a few verses more. I will read Luke 2, verses 20 through 36, because the backstory before she's brought into the picture is kind of important. Let's read together. The subheading for Luke 2, 22 through 36 in my Bible says, Jesus presented in the temple. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. 
For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you've prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul also. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Peniel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Israel. So imagine Mary and Joseph are at the temple with Jesus. Simeon has already blessed Jesus. And then here is Anna, the story of a woman of prayer right in the middle of this beautiful entry about Jesus' first visit at the temple. You know, Anna is only mentioned in the book of Luke. Many times the Gospels mirror one another. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those four books of the Bible, often mirror one another and tell the same story with a little bit of a different twist. I have a deep appreciation for Luke as the only author who mentions Anna. And I think that he, as a doctor, may have been wowed by her age a little bit. Maybe, I don't know, because we know that she was very old and the Bible says she had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until age 84. So as I read commentaries about this section, many people and many scholars believe that Anna was older than 84, that she was well into her hundreds because of the way Luke is describing her as very old. And I love this because his note of her age just seems to make her a standout. I guess if there's anyone listening right now who considers yourself to be older, perhaps over 65, over 75, and you're feeling discouraged about God's use of you, Anna is a wonderful example as we dive into her. I think that you'll see of how important of a strong prayer life is and how valuable it can be at that age. After Anna's age, I think the part that stands out to me in the scripture is that she never left the temple. And so she never left the temple. And so we don't know, maybe she lived there. Maybe she had an apartment there, a little room. Who knows what the situation was exactly, but she did not leave the temple. And I think her example is important for us today, sort of a twofold lesson that I gathered when I thought about this passage. Number one is don't turn your back on the church. She never left the temple. And the temple was a physical place of of dwelling at that point. I think for us today, we are tempted to turn our back on the building of the church, as well as really what we're doing is turning our back on God's people. You know, I've heard of so many people who've been hurt by church members. They've been hurt by fellow Christians, 
and they choose to never go back to church as a result. And I just want to say to you, if that's your heart today, that those church people are human and they are not the ones holding you back from being a part of God's community. The enemy is the one who separates, who divides, who destroys. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are in a place right now where you're tempted to say, I don't want to have anything to do with that church anymore because of the way someone has hurt you, find a community of people where God is moving and join with them. And we can talk more about that, but I think that's the first lesson for me is that Anna never left the temple. She never turned her back on God's place, and she never turned her back on the people of God. And number two, I think the other lesson for us in that phrase that Anna never left the temple is that our bodies are today the temples of the Holy Spirit. We are carrying around the presence of God wherever we go. We are his house and we should be honoring his presence and be aware of his presence. I think Anna had this down pat in her life and it's so cool to see this come to fruition. Listen to the next portion of the verse though. She never left the temple but worshiped night and day. I have to wonder what that looked like. You know, everything that she did gave glory to God. She was known for her continuous attitude of worship. Luke is noting this about her. She never left the temple. She worshiped day and night, fasting and praying. She talked to God as her best friend. Her attitude was one of continual prayer, and she turned to the Lord for everything. She surrendered daily. Yes, Paul said, I die daily. You know, we don't have the recorded words of Anna's prayers. So I don't know how exactly she was praying. I don't know what words she was praying, who she was praying for. I have no idea. But we do have an incredible example of what happened as a result of her prayer life. Listen to this. Coming up to them at that very moment. Coming up to them at that very moment. So who is them? Them is Simeon, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. And specifically, I believe it's Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. She comes up to them at that very moment. At what very moment? When Jesus had just been blessed by this word of the Lord from Simeon. And it was spoken over him and to his mother, to his parents. And this is Anna's moment. This is where she enters, says, coming up to them at that very moment. She gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Israel. This is what happened as a result of Anna's prayer life. She knew that God was the orchestrator of her life. She fully recognized this. And because of her prayer life, she was cognizant of the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction. Worship, fasting, and prayer were her way of living. This was her lifestyle, her daily choices, and had been for years upon years. You know, we live in such a day of instantaneous gratification. You know, if we don't know something, we Google it. If we need something, we order it on Amazon and it's here within an hour. You know, there are just 
there's so much in our society that doesn't foster the beauty of slow growth or the value of experiences. Why was Anna's timing so impeccable to where the Bible says coming up to them at that very moment? Because she knew Jesus was in the house. She didn't need a GPS to guide her to him. She did not need any information whispered to her from a neighbor. She immediately was drawn to the place where the presence of the Spirit of the living God was dwelling in baby Jesus. Daily guidance and spiritual insight result from spending time in prayer. This is why Anna knew. This is how she knew because her intimacy with the Lord was so close, she heard his voice clearly. The Spirit of God worked in her heart. This is how she received words from the Lord. Remember, she is a prophetess. And this is how she received words from the Lord because of her desire to listen to the Lord and to praise him. Her immediate response to being guided in this moment is thanksgiving. It says, coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God. She gave thanks to God. And I just love that so much because here's what happens. A strong prayer life will nurture Holy Spirit intuition. We'll hear what God has to say to us when we're continually spending time with him, communing with him, talking to him and listening to him in return. And then that Holy Spirit intuition results in an awareness We want to become more like Jesus. We want to spend more time in his presence. And so we become aware and drawn wherever the Holy Spirit is working. When we see the Lord working, we rush to be a part, right? And this is this awareness then becomes opportunity. It moves from Holy Spirit intuition to awareness to opportunity. We have the opportunity to serve the Lord. We have the opportunity to share his word. We have the opportunity to live and work for him. And then what happens then upon the opportunity, Anna shows us that gratitude is the result of that opportunity. Anytime that we give God the glory for the opportunity that he gives us to share his word, to be hands and feet to someone, then it just increases the cycle because after gratitude, there is this anticipation that results. Listen to the verse says, um, she, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jesus. And so her word over these people was a confirmation and um, they anticipated then even more so the redemption that would result. And we can follow this same successful pattern today. Anna is showing us that by nurturing an intimate prayer life with the Lord, by praying and fasting day and night, night and day, worshiping, that nurtures an intuition by the Holy Spirit that we can sense His presence. We are aware. And then that awareness results in opportunities to serve, opportunities to share, 
And that results in an opportunity to be grateful. That gratitude then cycles into a new anticipation of what God is going to do and a, and a revelation of the redemption that he will perform. What does all that mean? It means it begins with a strong prayer life. If we want all of those results We want that intuition and understanding of what the Holy Spirit is doing. We want an awareness of where the Lord is working in our community. We want to have those opportunities to serve the Lord. And we are grateful as a result. We anticipate the next opportunity. And we see this beautiful cycle of redemption of how God can take the worst situations and circumstances and bring them full circle to beautiful works of art in his name. I'm a huge fan of C.C. Winans. The words to her music stir my soul to worship. And one of my very favorite songs is called Worthy. If you haven't heard it, you just should Google it as soon as this episode is over. But that song is based on Revelation chapter 5. Listen to the lyrics of the song, Day and Night. Night and day, let incense arise. And it repeats day and night, night and day, let incense arise. And it repeats two more times. And as the chorus swells, it is talking about this beautiful offering of surrendering yourself to the God who created you, placing your life on the altar and lifting up your words of praise to him. This is what Anna lived out. And Luke describes Anna. Remember the verse says, but she never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Several months back when my husband was unemployed and we were broke, we were (laughs) doing everything we could to just keep the home fires burning, so to speak. Only it was in the summer, so I guess there were no home fires. I was in a state of continuous prayer because I just didn't know what God was doing in our lives. Matt had been unemployed for eight months um, before it was all said and done. If you had told me at the beginning he would be off work for that long, I wouldn't have believed it. And some of the other stories I've shared throughout this prayer series have been regarding this time, but this one is a little different. I was... I was in a continual state every day of asking the Lord to show me what to do for the day. And the night before, I had heard the news that there was a, a young girl in our community who lost her life. And my, I was so burdened for this family. And I did not know them personally, but I was praying for them. I just felt an enormous burden for them and continued in prayer for them. And the next morning as I left our subdivision towards the front of our subdivision, I noticed a house with several cars and I felt the Lord just whisper to my heart, prompt me as we drove by, um, there's something happening at that home and you need to be my hands and feet. And, um, I didn't know what to do. I felt the prompt from the Spirit, but I had no idea what that meant. And so I continued praying about it, and I left home and and went and 
you know, I think dropped the kids off to school, came back home, felt that same prompt again as I drove past this house that they needed to know that they were loved and cared for and that I needed to drop something off to them that would show that. To be honest, we didn't have much of anything. I did have a little bit I could share, and so I'm talking about very little bit, but I wouldn't have even, a week prior to that, I would have had nothing in the bank that I could even give where I could buy a gift card or buy a flower or send a card. I, I had nothing that I could do. But this particular week, the Lord had blessed us. And so I did have a little bit that I, I could give away. There was some leeway. And so um, I didn't do anything on the way in, but on the way out, again, as I drove past this home, the Lord prompted me. This was the third prompt that I I just felt drawn that this family needed to be blessed in some way. And so a very busy day turned into several hours passing before on the way home, as my husband and I were driving, I said, honey, I just have to make one more stop. I know you will think I'm crazy. I know we don't know these people, but I just feel like I'm supposed to drop off a card and a gift card to this house where I saw these cars this morning and um, just let them know that they're being loved and cared for. So we stopped at the grocery store and I ran in real quick, got the gift card, got the card, sat out in front of the house while my husband was was driving and then we, we parked in front of the house and I finished writing out the card, basically saying, I don't know you, you don't know me, but I have felt drawn to bless your household in some way. It seems that you have some sorrow and I just want to give this to you that it could be used in some way to help and I marched myself up the door the whole time thinking they will probably think I'm crazy but I knocked on the door and I said you know you don't know me Um, and the woman said I'm not the person who lives here and about that time another woman walked up to the door and and she said I'm the one who lives here and I said well you don't know me but I have felt there must be a need of some sort at your house and so I am dropping this off perhaps it will help in some way and she started to cry and said "Um, can I give you a hug and then she proceeded to tell me that she was the best friend of the woman whose child the daughter I had been praying for the night before that was her best friend's daughter you see If I had not listened to the Holy Spirit, I would have missed out on that beautiful cycle. Listen to it one more time. A strong pair of life nurtures Holy Spirit intuition. That intuition creates an awareness. That awareness creates an opportunity. That opportunity creates beautiful gratefulness. And that gratefulness and gratitude then is transformed into redemption. I didn't get to see the full circle yet of that particular situation. I ended at the gratitude portion, but I know God is working behind the scenes. And I know that that family is going to experience some redemption as a result of their situation. God has a plan. I'll close with this thought. If you want to see redemption, 
if you want God to give you a revelation, then you've got to build your relationship with Him in prayer. And that, my friends, is today's thread of hope. Each episode of Untangling Life concludes with a segment called On My Desk. If you long to develop a close relationship with the Lord so that you can remember He keeps His promises, then 31 Days of Prayers for the Heart will meet you in your hardest moments to clear your head and calm your heart in the chaos of life. For this segment of Untangling Life, you'll find 31 Days of Prayers for Your Heart on my desk, a prayer card set and display stand that will beautify your heart and your home. Also on my desk this week is the February Bible reading plan when you feel like giving up. If you're searching for strength to keep going in the midst of difficulty, then this Bible reading plan will encourage your heart. Head over to rachelwojo.com slash Bible hyphen reading hyphen plans and get the free plan. You can screenshot it to your phone and mark it as a favorite for easy daily access or you can print at home. For the month of February, we are reading through One More Step, Finding Strength When You Feel Like Giving Up. You can find this book at rachelwojo.com forward slash shop. Thanks so much for listening in today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. Hello, my name is Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.